the Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network presents The X-Wing with your host, Joe Salant. Yeah, this is the broadcast for the rebels who have escaped from the collectivist orb. We got that pure justice on deck, but you got to come and get it. y'all so it is an honor to be rocking with y'all tonight once again it is your boy joe salant and this is the x-wing podcast not right wing not left wing but x-wing smacking bullies right in the mouth and uh, it's been a few weeks since the debut of the X-Wing podcast, and I want to apologize to y'all uh, for making you wait for X-Wing Pod 2, which is actually kind of the first pod where we're going to dig into uh, an idol-smashing issue, a singular issue. We kind of, you know, wrapped up what the X-Wing was going to be in the intro to the X-Wing. So this is X-Wing Pod 2, and the title for this podcast right here is State of Confusion, The Blindness of American conservatives. What's up, Nancy? How you doing, my sis? Miss y'all. Look, um, there is <laughs> there is kind of nothing more dense. There is nothing that really kind of strikes the heart of what the judgment of blindness looks like uh, than what the American the American conservative looks like when he tries to or he she tries to engage in the political arena in America and in our culture. And I know this because I was one of them not too long ago. And it's kind of crazy once the slime is wiped from your eyes. But how many of us know that thank you to the orange God that we have in the Oval Office and the many churches in the landscape that put them there? We have a uh, Supreme Court injustice, another one, the second one that was put in there right now. This one actually wrote the part of the Patriot Act where it says that agents can write their own warrants to jump into your crib. That's pretty funny, isn't it? Liberty-loving guy. This guy also was the one who saved Obamacare by suggesting that it should be rammed through as a tax instead of a penalty. Great, great stuff, huh? So, anyway, how do we get here? Uh, how are we here today uh, with the political apparatus uh, that we have? You know, uh, um, you know, stupid on the right, evil in the left, and here I am stuck in the middle talking to y'all. How do we get? How, how did we get here? And uh, what is the reason for the state of events? Is it because conservatives are evil and they're just putting evil people up there? I think there's more to it than that, and we're going to get to the reasons behind it. Um, Deuteronomy 28, 28 says that the Lord will smite you with madness and blindness and with bewilderment of heart. And I want to clear something up too. I want to clear something up real quick. A lot of times when you see my face on, uh, this, uh, Facebook feed, the reconstructionist radio, uh, Facebook feed, 
you figure there's going to be, you know, some power religionist in the ecclesiastical complex that's about to get smashed on. And, you know, I've kind of developed that that branding. And I want to I want to kind of take a minute to step back and say that's really not really the majority. Of, that's only only one percent of what I do is popping church bullies. That's only one percent of what I do. The rest of the stuff is like this. So we're not going to get into any of the uh, uh, popping ecclesiocrats type of stuff today. And I want to welcome you all to X Wing Pod number two. It's great to be back with y'all. I uh, had some personal challenges going on, uh, blood pressure issues, so on and so forth. I uh, just got to get down to the proper weight and everything. Get down to my playing weight and I'll be fine. So uh, madness, blindness, and bewilderment of mind. Deuteronomy twenty-eight, twenty-eight. You often hear the charge, you're on the wrong side of history. And it's lobbed back and forth across the political aisle in America. Well, uh, there's only one way to know if this charge is true. See, history is really, it's his story. And God is the one who draws the line between right and wrong. There is no other line that matters except for the line between good and evil. In the X-Wing, this is known as the ethical judicial line, or the line set down by the revealed will of God in the objective standard of Scripture. And we're given aid by God's Spirit, the Spirit of God, in the, uh, um, you know, to, uh, to apply uh, judging good and evil uh, by the standard of Scripture. This is what Paul talks about uh, when he talks about a spiritual man or a spiritual woman, one who is able to view kind of every sphere of life and make judgments about good and evil, the road to life, the road to death, blessings, curses. See, God doesn't see right-wingers and left-wingers, Republicans, Democrats, elephants, donkeys, and all the factions that we have clustered ourselves into in this society, he sees two categories as relevant, covenant breakers and covenant keepers, covenant keepers and covenant breakers. Covenant keepers are on the right side of history and covenant breakers are on the wrong side of history, period. Breakers of the covenant in the sphere of society are those who think that the creator has no standard for society. They're free to make a law out of thin air without regard, without, with, with no regard whatsoever to whether the law is just or whether it is unjust according to the Bible. So, for example, conservative Christians in America generally support the drug war, which is a humanistic tyranny to the core. Uh, putting an image bearer of God in a steel cage, a metal steel cage with the concrete walls, ripping them away from their family for possession of a green plant, which is kidnapping in the eyes of God and carries with it the death penalty in scripture. So to institutionalize and sanitize the very act that carries with it the death penalty in scripture and then to drape it with nationalism and with the veneer of faith is to institutionalize the breaking of God's covenant. You will see a society that does things like this and that lobbies things for things like this. You can see conservatives are now going to be on the wrong side of history there and are going to be subject to the curses for breaking the covenant. This is not, this is obviously not to say that the use of all green plants in any such way is without sin. It is to say that what is not criminalized in the law of God should not be criminalized in the legislation of man. 
big difference. Likewise, what is criminalized in the law of God should not be decriminalized in the legislation of man. If God does not have a sanction on it for civil government to apply, that means it is not a crime. It might be a sin to be dealt with in self, uh, family, and church government in that order, but it is not a crime. Making criminal something that God has not, and then collecting 300 stolen bucks from the citizenry a day to keep them kidnapped in a steel box breaks the covenant of God, is the essence of human sacrifice, sacrificing the individual for the benefit of the collective. See, many forms of human sacrifice are participated in in our culture, willingly participated in by Christians or given permission through apathy by Christians. So Christians think they can address the form of human sacrifice called abortion that has grown so gigantic and started to hang so low on the wicked tree of humanism, the God of the culture, uh, while supporting other forms of human sacrifices in many other spheres of of life. So what this does is this kind of takes that takes that Christian who supports all these other forms of human sacrifice and makes them uh, subject to this judgment of blindness, madness, blindness, confusion of heart. So they're not going to be able to see clearly at all. They're not going to be able to address the abortion issue clearly at all. They're not going to address what even going to be able to address what they want to accomplish. They are going to work what the, their works are going to reap judgment on their own head because they're on the wrong side of history. This is exactly like the Israelites, uh, you know, the American Christians who try to uh, who try to, you know, attack the culture in bits and pieces and try to fight little sins here and there and try to fight them, you know, with worldly wisdom instead of just standing on the covenant of God in every single area of life. This is exactly what the Israelites did who try to remove. They try to remove the most culturally offensive high places of false worship in their society, but then they let the convenient ones remain. So this happened all throughout the Old Testament. And then the judgment fell 722 B.C. with the Assyrians, 586 B.C. with the Babylonians, and then ultimately 70 A.D. Uh, with the Romans. As, as Jesus predicted, not one stone was left upon another in the temple. Their entire way of life was crushed. Uh, mother's their children during the siege. This was all also predicted in the second portion of Deuteronomy 28. The blood of the prophets was required from them. The ledger of those sent to warn them, to wake them up, they disregarded, they slaughtered, and they fell upon them. The wrong side of history is what these people were on uh, of the covenant of God. And they kept pulling the lever for the Pharisees and the Sadducees. They kept putting the, the right religious leaders in, in, in the right places, the right political leaders in the right places, Rome kept on sending them a, a vassal that would participate with them in their uh, in their compromise, and it was all going good until the fire fell in 66 to 70 AD. They relaxed the requirements of righteousness and justice in the law of God for the least of these in society. They ignored the warnings of the prophets that were sent to them. Many folks considered by the religious in society as upright spiritual people back then uh, they could not discern good and evil, and their lives were used as an example of disobedience and judgment. They're, you're going to glorify God one way or the other. So onlookers would look up at the pile, look at the piles of bodies, and they would shudder. So when the prophets were sent to them, you know, uh, they when the prophets were sent to them, they listened instead, like I said, to the false prophets who said, you know, peace, peace. You know, God will bless the land. Don't be so concerned with what's going on in the public square. He cares about what's going on in your hearts. You know, look, he's giving us Herod, who you know he shows us favor, just like Cyrus did back in the day. Just keep on supporting our leaders. It's the best we can hope for. For 
right now. Does that sound familiar? So all this was written by Moses in Deuteronomy 28, way beforehand. The blessings for obedience and the curses for disobedience. When a nation violates the law of God, it is ripe for judgment in the court of heaven. And God often hardens their hearts and gives them over to this craziness and to this stupidity that characterizes their shaking of fist and lifting a stench to his throne. So the stench in America that has been lifted to God's throne includes over 400 years of different forms of human sacrifice, a precursor judgment event of the Civil War where a million corpses were created and the federal beast consolidated even more power. And then the transition from black chattel slavery, human sacrifice to the abortion holocaust, prison industrial complex, black chattel slavery part two is what I call that, lawlessness enforcement of the Moloch state bag men, American so-called law enforcement, 90% of what cops do is collect revenue for the beast, supported by the conservative churches, the, the sacrifice of the minds of the rising generation in the humanistic indoctrination camps known as the public schools. Uh, turning image bearers of God into beast bots, uh, using stolen tax dollars leveraged with a threat to steal the very homes of the citizenry if they don't pay. All this is judgment. The list of offenses goes on and on and on. And like I said, the offenses themselves appear to be judgments because they they really are. And what else, you know, look, what else could the loss of an entire generation of Americans be in the American abortion holocaust? Don't be fooled. There is a bigger judgment on the horizon that all of these self-inflicted ones are merely a precursor of. What will that look like? Well, one of the signs of its arrival will be madness, blindness, and bewilderment of heart. Crazy and stupid in the air. Doing the same things over and over again and expecting different results is possibly the best practical uh, defini- definition of insanity ever written. And if you'd, uh, uh, you know, if you'd like the li- best live example of it in history, you don't have to look all the way back to 66 A.D., 70 A.D., 586 A.D. with the Israelites. You can look no further than American conservatives in politics. This group, this group, American right wingers. We'll pull the lever. We'll vote for the same political party over and over and over and over again, regardless of the fact that it works them over every single time when it comes to implementing the principles that they say that they hold dear. Madness, blindness, bewilderment of heart, tons of money flushed down the toilet, tons of effort just absolutely thrown into the dump. And uh, the Lord is smitten the American church landscape with this. This is the lightless lampstand. We have over a hundred million so-called evangelical Christians throughout this land. We have, I mean, just billions and billions of dollars that have been poured into so-called, uh, this so-called, uh, uh, city on a hill, this, this lightless ministry industrial complex. Meanwhile, one image bearer of God is slaughtered every 30 seconds in the womb in the uh, satanic sacrament of abortion. We have 
you know, the rising generation completely indoctrinated, completely indoctrinated to be cool with anything basically Moloch throws down the pipe. We have a standing army of American police that, supported by conservatives, basically have a different bill of rights for them than the citizenry. We have foreign wars up the yin-yang. We have over $20 trillion in national debt, $200 trillion of unfunded liabilities, and all of this is at the feet of of the of the saltless complex, the ministry industrial complex that is just has has more has more resources that, that could that could basically convert the entire world in ten days if there were actually resources in the hands of faithful Christians as described by the Bible. So the Lord has smitten them with this confusion, and it doesn't look good, no sir. So they said, you know, give us the house. Uh, this is what these Rep- the Republican Party said. Give us the house and we'll give you your principles. We need the House of Representatives. Give us the Senate and we will deliver. Uh, give us the presidency and we'll repeal Obamacare, cut government spending, defund the abortion holocaust, etc., etc. Meanwhile, as pointed out on the Facebook page of Chuck Baldwin, it, uh, you know, a, a swampy little ceremony took place, uh, you know, two Fridays ago. Where the House and the Senate, they foisted up a, a, an, 800 and, an $850 billion budget that funds all of the federal agencies that Trump said should either be reduced or eliminated. And this budget bill is absolutely indistinguishable from any bill that a Democrat Congress and president would pass. Absolutely indistinguishable. You couldn't tell the difference. The GOP has controlled the House of Representatives, thereby controlling the federal purse for 20 of the last 24 years. Spending for Medicaid during that time, uh, you know, was 84 billion when it started and now is 400 billion. That's right. Conservatives, put on your shocked face. The swamp is funded and fueled by the politicians who are funded and stumped for by you. Therefore, if you want to drain the swamp, get rid of yourselves and put in some real opposition. Get rid of the right-wingers, and it's time to fire up that X-wing. You see, most conservatives today in America don't really know about the secret trillion-dollar budget signing ceremony for the federal beast facilitated by the politician that we just needed to have instead of Hillary, right? They, they didn't know anything about that. Why is that, you might ask? Well... It's because uh, they were caught up and distracted fighting tooth and nail to defend another surefire, surefire Republican nominee to the Supreme Court from attacks by the wicked left and the evil left wing. Just absolutely, they were just going to defend this guy, uh, you know, who is uh, who is up for, uh, you know, he's going through his hearings and they're giving him the what for. and He has a whole bunch of shady stuff when he was, you know, having... You know, crazy parties in college looks like, you know, whatever, you know, and they're, you know, a whole bunch of this kind of stuff. They're dragging up his past and conservatives are right there defending this guy because he must be the one if they're attacking him, you know, man. So anyway, uh, you know, they're fighting tooth and nail to defend this, this surefire Republican nominee to the Supreme Court from attacks by the left. Meanwhile, the Orange King is ramming through a trillion dollar budget. Not a word. Not a word from from the conservatives at all. Just, I mean, if Obama was doing that, that trillion-dollar budget, oh, okay, oh, the country's going to hell, the debt. Nobody talks about the debt anymore. Um, why is that? Well, 
because the debt belongs to us. It belongs to conservatives. It belongs to American Christians for the most part. Um, yeah, yeah. Anyway, whether these attacks on Brett Kavanaugh were purposeful Saul Alinsky kind of strategy to distract from the record of this surefire uh, Republican nominee, uh, which we're going to talk. We're going to talk about this record at the end of what we're doing today. You're gonna, we're going to see a little bit about what Brett Kavanaugh's record actually is. What is the man's record on the bench? Um, you know, so whether these tactics were purposeful, like the left was like, what could we do to get our guy in there, even though all the elephants own the government? Oh, maybe we could do this. And they had like a backroom deal with Trump. Like, hey, you know, we know you don't care as long as you get yours. So can we have this? And Trump's like, sure, sure, sure. You're a good guy. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll make it happen for you. But whether it was like all organized like that and conspiracy like, it probably didn't even need to be. It probably honestly it did not have to be because of the judgment of stupidity on the American conservatives in the ministry industrial complex, of which your boy Joe Salon was one not that long ago. So, um this ain't about any man or respecting persons. You know, uh, they're attacking him, so he must be one of us, is the idiotic reaction, whether it was purposeful or not. Uh, you know, I think this is just uh, ingrained by design into the American conservative treadmill of madness and blindness and bewilderment of mind. Makes very little practical difference for our purposes here. The point is... The current nominee, selected by the great Orange King from his fabled list of ruling masterminds. Remember the list of judges that Trump had, you know, like, oh, oh my goodness, all of these, you know, they're superb. And had like a little blurb about each, this one did the Hobby Lobby thing. This one did this. this one. You know, when you actually look at what these uh, uh, you know, judges, injustices, as I call them, yeah, you look what their, their records are. I mean, it's appalling. I, it's just sick. Uh, but anyway, these are the ruling masterminds, and that's what he ran on, and that's why he's in the Oval Office, because we just had to have this guy, and the left is attacking him. So, you know, the point is, you know, this current nominee, selected by the Orange King from his fabled list of ruling masterminds, quite possibly, this guy, Brett Kavanaugh, is quite possibly the swampiest of the swamp creatures ever nominated by an elephant party boss. That's right, this freaking guy. Brett Kavanaugh literally wrote the part of the Patriot Act where a federal agent can write the warrant for another federal agent to bust in your house and put your family in a steel and concrete cage in a concentration camp, if you will. Uh, that is, if they don't execute you on the spot in your own domicile because they feared for their lives. George Orwell type of stuff this is. This is the ministry of truth right here. This is the ministry of love, collectivism. This Kavanaugh guy, he is a tyrant to the core. He is a grave threat to liberty. Do conservatives care about liberty? Well, sure, right? You just ask them. It's in all of their slogans. They're all about it. They're all about it. So why would they fight tooth and nail for a government creature that is literally an instrument of judgment against such a basic foundation of liberty as the Fourth Amendment? The very man who was responsible for putting in place the round em up policy that might happen in the big judgment to come? Brett Kavanaugh, he's the one that wrote that into the Patriot Act right there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it would take too long to actually get a real warrant, so you write, your, you write his warrant and just get in there and get him. <laughs> wow. You know, unbelievable, right? You know? <laughs> well, you know, 
how how could conservatives just not care enough to look at this or just not care enough? Um, you know, I've even heard, I've, I've even seen conservative pastors with comments such like, you know, I, I want to have hope. You know, I want to have hope about this. You know, we should hope. We should we should hope the best. God can do anything with this guy. Like, why are we having to like put a tyrant in there and hope for the best if you own the entire government now? Like, literally, all three branches of government is like elephant, elephant, elephant. It's run by elephants. There's no donkeys in charge. It's all you. You know, I, I, wow. So anyway. Well, what's the reason why conservatives just have to hope and are still cool with it or thinking that it's going all good? Just like the religion, just like the, you know, uh, the Jews during the time when, when, when the Romans were coming down the pike in 66 AD. Yeah, man, we're going to we're going to overtake the Romans and everything. it's going to be good. Why are they thinking that it's all good? Why are they keeping on pulling the lever for these politicians? Well, madness, blindness and bewilderment of heart. Deuteronomy 28. 28 is occurring in our culture right now, in our churches right now, in our lightless lampstand right now. And while they're fighting tooth and nail for Swampy Brett to get confirmed to the Supreme Court, their orange idol took the budget given to them by the Republican Congress, the budget that looked exactly like the Democrat budget, it, right while this fight was happening, right on a Friday night, and signed it into stone, and nobody on Fox News gave a crap. Conservatives on the wrong side of history, just like all of the historical predecessors that have a form of godliness but deny the true power to deliver for the least of these, would rather pull the lever for a politician, violators of the covenant of God, possessors of a theology that kind of kicks God out of the public square. It's like, you know, natural law, sort of like... Yeah, we have it written on our hearts and, you know, like we kind of figure it out as we go. But no, oh, no, 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 not not like the law of God type of stuff. That's, you know, that's ancient for back in the day. You know, natural law is the most modern, right? You know, kicks God out of the public square in favor of compromise with the pseudo powers that be as blind as it gets, confused to the core, shooting themselves in the foot. Uh, in regard to the principles that they say they hold dear, with many self-congratulations and celebrations on their own endorsed high places of human sacrifice. And this has been going on long enough for those with eyes to see, to know that the Romans are at the gates. Judgment is at the front door. And unlike the phony fear tactics of the, you know, supposed, oh, ISIS is at, ISIS is at the border, you know, in camps, they're ready to come take the land because the Christians won't, you know, like, um, you know, unlike those phony tactics uh, of fear tactics, uh, you know, that are just used to like create anti-immigration legislation with national ID for the citizens, citizen rewritten in there, the law for the foreigner actually gets applied to you. Where'd you hear that before, right? You know, um, the fear of impending judgment on this wicked society is the real deal. And let me tell you something. The time for justice is now. It's right now. How obvious is this blindness of conservatives? What if I told you that the Christian churches on the right wing of the political spectrum have been directly responsible, directly responsible now for putting in office the very politicians and ruling masterminds in the legislative and judicial halls that nationalized the massive societal crime of child sacrifice of abortion over the past 50 years? This was not a Democrat problem. That's right. Conservatives have not only stood by with 
their hands at their sides since the roll court did its thing. They are responsible for the roll court itself in 1973. And then conservatives are responsible for the so-called super precedent of Planned Parenthood versus Casey in 1992. Roe v. Wade, of course, is where the Supreme Court, with zero authority to do so, forced every single state in America to legalize the child sacrifice of abortion. Everybody knows that. Um, you know, and Planned Parenthood versus Casey is where the wicked opinion of Roe v. Wade was affirmed and where we get our infamous rule. This comes from Plan uh, PP versus Casey uh, that pro-life laws cannot impose an undue burden on abortion. Right. So therefore, all of the laws, uh, you know, uh, that blind conservatives fight for in our culture, like the millions of dollars uh if, for example, like the twenty-week ban uh, on abortion, the, the, the uh, uh, you know the the pain-capable bills, so-called, all of these, all of these bills, like you know, we're going to ban abortion for you know babies after twenty weeks. Did you did you know that in Europe, uh, most abortions are banned after like you know eight to eight to uh, tw- actually twelve weeks is the is the majority point in Europe. Did you know that in, in twenty? Do you know who would fight a twelve-week ban in America? It would be the pro-life movement that would fight. Oh, we're not ready for that yet. We don't have enough elephants in place. Do you know? So. Um, uh, you know, all of these, you know, laws that are created uh, by the pro-life ministry industrial complex all have to work within this framework of not creating an undue burden on abortion, which means that as long as you follow these regulations set out by the government, which have been written actually by Christian pro-lifers, the majority of them, the blood is dripping from their hands, then you can murder your baby Bam, at will, all good. Sacrifice them to Moloch, just meet these certain standards right here. We want to endorse your human sacrifice, says the American church complex right there, in the eyes of God. Okay? Straight up. All of them. These these undue burdens on abortion. You hear that phrase bandied around a lot by left-wing lawyers. That comes from Planned Parenthood uh, versus Casey. And, and you know, this, the lucrative careers that have been created for super leaders of the pro-life ministry industrial complex. I was one previously, not too long ago. The lucrative careers in this fake fight to satisfy the weak moral appetite of a, just a, a floppy conservative base. You know, did you know that if Roe were overturned tomorrow, because... Remember, we have the we own the whole government, right, conservatives? If Roe was overturned tomorrow, every state would still have laws in place. Every single state would still have laws in place written by pro-life conservatives that protect abortion. So long as the child sacrifice is performed according to their own determined specifications, such as you must vacuum the brains of the child out and not squish their head with a metal clamp. Do you understand how bad this is? That's a that's a law in Texas where I'm at right now. The the you know the freedom state, the, the Texas. What, I mean, you know, whatever, man. Look, it was a Republican president, Richard Nixon, that nominated the supposedly liberty loving injustice Harry Blackman to the Supreme Court, the Moloch State Court, a Republican president campaigned for in the churches. These were the love it or leave it crowd. This was the love it or leave it crowd. The, you know, uh, uh, you know, love it or leave it. We support the Vietnam War. You know, that crowd in the phony fight against communism while also supporting the communism of the public schools. As long as you said the Pledge of Allegiance in the public schools or maybe did a uh, prayer or Bible reading inside schools that were literally indoctrination camps for the pagan state. 
You know, um, while supporting all that, they supported Nixon, who in turn put black men in there. And, you know, uh, you know, the growing, the giant communist welfare state growing at home, decrying communism while also supporting communism. You know, it was it was this cloud of blind bats that gave us injustice. Harry Blackman and Harry Blackman, of course, uh, was the uh, uh, majority writer of uh, Roe v. Wade, majority decision writer, seven two decision, just like uh, the uh, um, the Dred Scott decision, also a seven two decision, uh, the enforcing human sacrifice as history just echoes in the face of morons, right? So. You know, if they had social media back then, the uh, hashtag confirm Kavanaugh now, I mean, uh, confirm Blackman now hashtags would have been trending. Just like the confirm Kavanaugh now, you would have had the confirm Blackman now hashtags. They would have been trending in the right wing religious clubs. It was a Republican president, none other than the great Gipper, uh, Ronald Reagan himself pushed hard in the right wing religious clubs that gave us Supreme Court injustice, Anthony Kennedy. Anthony Kennedy, the wise, he has a penchant for making these decisions that sway the entire country, like 100, 380 million people are just sitting to see what he decides, right? Um, you know, uh, it, it was Kennedy, along with Injustice David Souter, appointed by George H.W. Bush, uh, pushed by the right-wing religious clubs, of course, and Injustice Sandra Day O'Connor, another Ronald Reagan special delight, of course, the Gipper. Win one for the Gipper with that one. And these, it was, it was Souter, O'Connor, uh, 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 um, uh, Injustice Kennedy, that gave us the plurality opinion of the super president of Planned Parenthood versus Casey. So you would think that that they would learn something in 20 years, right? In 20 years, you would think that they would learn. Well, these elephants do a very, don't do a very good job of putting the right lawyers in the black robes, right? Um, maybe we ought to take a different path. Well, no, 20 years later, uh, they're still banging their head against the same wall, uh, conservatives in the churches, and as a result, Planned Parenthood versus Casey is on the conservative churches of America who had to get George H.W. Bush's Ronald Reagan's third term. There you go. Ramming Roe v. Wade down the throats of the citizenry, once again affirming national commitment to the high place of child sacrifice to Moloch, the king's state. Uh, as we, uh, we, we, un we ambiguously refer to this child sacrifice in our nation as abortion, you know, in, in our saltless society. So if you're an alien, you're like, what's abortion? Oh, well, you know, that's where uh, we take, a, you know, a, a human baby and we absolutely destroy them in the place that they're supposed to be the most safe. And at the place where they're at the time that they're the most innocent in their entire lives, we just rip them to pieces and it's really for the good of the collective. Like, oh, goodness, that's like human sacrifice, isn't it? It's like, well, uh, we call it abortion. Abortion. Abort what? Abort a human in the, in the womb, an image bearer of God in the Holy of Holies, right? Just shaking a fist at the heavens. And conservatives think that it's a game. All elephant judges, all elephant presidents with conservatives behind them in this national holocaust of abortion, the blood is dripping from the hands of the American churches. And the worship is hollow. As a result, so extra credit time. How about sodomite marriage? Can can who who gave us 
Who gave us sodomite marriage enforced on every single one of the states, right? Well, you could thank Anthony Kennedy the Great for that one and the conservatives that put him there. He was the one man in America in a 5-4 Moloch court decision in the uh, Obergefell uh, decision that nationalized sodomite marriage. There you go. Uh, Extra, extra credit. Obamacare. Another 5-4 decision. One man again. Uh, Chief Injustice John Roberts, appointed by Democrats? No, appointed by George W. Bush. W. W. Supported by conservatives, of course, upheld by a vote of five to four, the individual mandate to buy health insurance as a constitutional exercise of Congress's taxing power. They wrote that. (laughs) Obamacare didn't even say that it was a tax. It was a penalty. They wrote it in from the bench. Roberts. Roberts, John Roberts, you know, conservatives, thank you for that one too, right? I, you know, I'm, look, I, I have this background as well. I, I was only, I was a conservative less than, you know, two years ago, I was just American conservative in the churches, you know, banner waiver. Um, so I know how it is. So don't blame your boy, Joe Salon. Okay, now extra, extra, extra credit, triple extra credit session. Can you name the man? Can you name the injustice? that gave the court the idea to save Obamacare by literally rewriting the law from the judicial bench, changing the word penalty to a tax? Can you name that guy? Do you know who it is? Well, whoever this guy is, I would say he would probably be the worst person that you would want to nominate, right? Like Obama himself would be the one that would want this guy nominated to Supreme Court, the one who saved Obamacare after it was written so poorly uh, with such disregard for the Constitution that it was a uh, a huge penalize the American people for not buying something. And who is the one that saved it? Which left-wing lunatic is the one that actually said, no, 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 you can just change it. it. You guys can, you guys, you don't have to send it back to Congress. You guys, you judges up there, you're the rulers of this society. You can go ahead and change it in your own penmanship from penalty to tax, because that's really what they meant. Who was the one? What's the name? Does anybody know his name? Brett Kavanaugh. Ladies and gentlemen, is that a sick joke or what? Brett Kavanaugh, nominated by the elephant president, the orange guy, the Donald, supported by conservatives. Madness, blindness, confusion, idiocy, stupidity. Deuteronomy 28, 28, in plain effect. And this has been going on for decades. Decades. Conservatives in the ministry industrial complex since the reign of the oh so evil Obama have accomplished giving the Republican Party control of literally every single branch of government. They said, give us the House and we'll control government spending. So Republicans got control of the House in 2010 and spent the next six years rubber stamping Obama's agenda and whining about it in the media. We don't have any, we can't do anything. Well, the churches put you there, right? But you can't do anything. Okay, so at that point in time, any smart person would say, well, I think this is the wrong path. I think, you know, voting for the elephant party just doesn't work that well because we put them there. The House controls the purse and they're just basically sending them bad, but worse budgets than the other guys had. So we will have no part in this. That is somebody. That's what would happen if the judgment of blindness was not there. But it is. But it is. So. 
you know, that was that was the that was the great beginning. Uh, 2010, 2008, if you remember, that was the great beginning of the modern Tea Party rebellion. Don't tread on me. You know, don't tread on me. You know, and at the same time, we back the blue. We support the police and, you know, basically every single situation, regardless of what it was. You know, bam, bam. Well, oh, he felt threatened now. You can't just be reaching for your wallet like that. Um you know, do you have any, uh, I, I think that officer said that he smelled the scent of a green plant, you know, coming from that rolling domicile. Uh, you know, land of the free, baby. Um, don't tread on me. Except the last decade, under Republican control, the purse strings. The Republicans have had the House ever since. You know, the Tea Party were uprising and rebellion and get these Democrats out of the House and all that. You know, we've had enough. Uh, back to the founding, constitutionalists now. You know, um, <laughs> you know, the last decade of uh, government spending has been the, been the most prolif- uh, 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 prolific and uh, uh, profligate, <laughs> profligate, profligate decade of government spending and bloating in American history. They said, "Give us the Senate. We need control of both houses, the upper and the lower chamber. We need control of both of the houses. Give us the Senate." Uh, we need this kind of control to get anything done. We need the Senate, too. We, we, it wasn't just the House. Now we need the Senate. So the right-wing churches, dumb as a box of rocks and obedient as a Nazi soldier, including your boy Joe Salon at the time, you know, rose up again. We rose up again. I was part of this, and we delivered the Senate to the elephants in 2014. And, woo, that was glorious. Man, now that we had that Senate, we got the House, we got the Senate, we're going to start shredding the national debt. We're going to start sending, like, 250 Fifty million dollar budgets to Obama. He's gonna be like, "What's this? I don't have anything for my stuff." And we're gonna be like, "Too bad." You know, this is the people wanted us here. Did that happen? No, 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 no. No, we basically at that point in time, we just started writing the budgets and giving them to them. And you know, of course, uh, with the entire. Uh, legislative branch of American government under our control, Republicans uh, proceeded to continue to push the Moloch state agenda, trillion dollar budgets for Obama's pen, funding all of the Moloch state mess, from the murder mills to the bloated Department of Defense with its social experiments and tyranny of foreign lands. Look, of course, it wasn't really enough to teach conservatives in the churches like that. You know, like Charlie Brown, they were never going to get to kick the political football. It was always going to get yanked away from them, right? You know, so 2016 rolls around and it's the presidential election time. So now we have the House, we have the Senate, Republicans, conservatives, straight up, man. We're taking America back here, right? Except it just looks breakneck speed worse as ever before. You know, now we need the presidency, American Christians. That said, the elephant team, you don't understand what's at stake this time. If we don't have the orange elephant in the Oval Office, all hell will break loose. That's what we were told. Evil Queen Hillary and the Donkey Squad will appoint at least two Supreme Court positions. Jack up the federal uh, spending. They will continue funding the murder mills and the abortion holocaust. They will continue the foreign wars for the oil and the poppy pods. And, and, and you know, she'll come after your 501c3 state church certificates. And they'll persecute conservative pastors that say anything about abortion or sodomy. And on and on and on. And two tyrants on the court. We can't have that. No way, right? So there were conservatives again. There we went again. And to the shock and awe of the big bad liberal media, 
You know, we hit the polling places like Pookie from that movie New Jack City when I was growing up. We hit the polling places, you know, like Crack Rocks, like Pookie was hitting the Crack Rock, pulling off. Oh, we pulled off a gargantuan upset. We put the orange elephant in the Oval Office to drain the swamp and make America great again. You know, of course, there was only one problem. Once the Orange King was in office and the Elephant House was there and the Elephant Senate was there, federal spending continued to be jacked up, continued to fund the murder mills and the abortion holocaust, continued the funding of the foreign wars for the oil and the poppy pods. They've given us exactly two, 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 count them, two, already two, two tyrants, tyrants. On the Moloch state court, right-wing tyrants, partial to the police state, of course, instead of left-wing tyrants, partial to the nanny state, but two tyrants nonetheless. One of them, the first tyrant, this tyrant actually spent the majority of his time uh, in a left-wing religious club serving as an usher where the clergy were pro-sodomite marriage and uh, pro-child sacrifice. Um Absolutely. And the second one is the one we're talking about today. Uh, both of these swampy, uh, swampy creatures, both of these tyrant swamp monsters, Neil Gorsuch, the first one, and, and swampy Brett Kavanaugh, have said on record and under oath, listen to me now, have said on record and under oath in, in, in their confirmation hearings that they would honor the super president of confirming the national abomination of child sacrifice accomplished by their elephant-appointed predecessors. They would honor it. They said it. They said it right to the... They said, hey, we'll put this evil right in your face. This has been confirmed. It is super... We, we go off precedent, and, and Roe v. Wade is the law of the land, and it's been affirmed twice. It's super... It's not just a precedent, right? It's a super precedent, right? Um, you know... They said this, right? And we had to have them. We still, we have to have them. We have to have them there. Um, the federal beast is as gargantuan as ever. The elephant portion of the beast does not oppose the beast as promised, of course. And this is because, listen up now, it is the beast. The elephant party is just as evil as the donkey party, all right? They're both in there, breakneck speed to the judgment. Shaking a fist at the heavens, breathing God's air, walking on his dirt, spitting into the mud, shaking a fist at the heavens. Both of them. Both of them. And, obviously, conservatives in the religious clubs are responsible for sponsoring the elephant portion of the beast, which in, owns the entire government right now. So when you see what's going on in the government today, you need to thank the religious clubs in America. Because it's their doing. It's, it's our doing. As American Christians, the city on the hill with the lights out. Except one, one thing is different. If, if Hillary was in power, the churches might face a little bit of persecution. But in return for their filthy... And blind obedience, the Revelation 13 beast of the Moloch state right-wing government has left the churches alone in their ghettos and has stayed the hand of persecution. That's the only thing that's different, is the churches get to be comfortable. That's what it's about. Right there. 
You can talk about abortion as long as you don't do anything about it. So long as uh, the Moloch beast can slaughter one image bearer of God in the womb every 30 seconds and continue unabated in all the other forms of human sacrifice that support the collectivist nightmare of the right wing police state. And then like, you know, with the Nazi like pledges to the national sky cloth, like, you know, stand for the special song in the nation that sends one over one million babies just hurled into eternity in the most brutal way possible. You better stand for that song. You know, unreal, unreal, you know, unreal. But we worship the sky cloth, right? We're patriots now, you know, um, you know, every, every, y'all know that the, that the, that the pledge of allegiance was actually composed by literally a socialist in the 1920s to make America into collectivists and stuff like that. Do you know that there's not one of the founders that would have been cool with that Pledge of Allegiance right there? Check out, there's a uh, there's several articles on uh, American Vision on that. You know, you just do your research on that. Check it out. It's, it's what conservatives conserve today, collectivism, socialism. All right. And, and, of course, we also have the fat left-wing nanny state, which simultaneously expands and implodes like the, bo- like the blob. We got no money, but we're giving it out everywhere, you know? Uh, you know, without opposition from those that claim the name of King Jesus. Those that claim the name of King Jesus in this society have one thing in common, generally speaking. They do not oppose the right-wing police state. They are complicit in supporting it. And they do not oppose the left-wing nanny state. They're mostly just kind of passively sort of against it with a moral opinion, maybe. <sighs> Look. The case is... You know, the religious clubs will be left alone until that time comes where they're going to be rounded up into camps and the last breath of freedom is squeezed out and the American dream becomes the American nightmare as blood as the blood of hundreds of millions of sacrificed image bearers uh, and the numerous hills of human sacrifice that we have in our society is visited upon the heads of the city on the hill with the lights out. Congratulations, conservatives. Congratulations. Congratulations. Not only are we living in the federal beast swamp, the entire swamp belongs to you. And it is the fruit of your, your labor. Because of the judgment of blindness of Deuteronomy 28, 28, you will not be able to blame anything on the left wingers on the day of reckoning. Zilch. You're not going to be able to blame them for nothing. This one has the American church's hands all over it right now. You know, I, I, I may use kind of the second person to you here and I kind of transition. If you notice throughout this podcast, you know, I say I, we and then you, you know, but that's because, you know, only two years ago I was I was one of those flag worshiping, uh, you know, uh, conserving socialism, socialism, conservatives, uh, conservatives. Yeah, I was one of these, uh, you know, back to bluers. You know, law enforcement for lawlessness enforcement, you know, uh, uh, stand for the pledge of allegiance in the public schools. Darn it. Right. Say a prayer to say a prayer to the King Jesus in the in the in the, in the, in the humanistic centers. Right. Like we want we want Jesus in the humanistic incubation centers. He deserves a seat in that classroom right there while Moloch is running the show. Um, yeah, I was a Moloch state flag waiver. Greatest country in the world, you know, uh, exporting our principles everywhere, even if we have to blow up little children and blind them with bombs. Uh, you know, we are that tyrant. Uh, but, 
Uncle Sam has your best good in mind. So you better get with the program, right? I was part of all of that less than two years ago, two years ago now, right? Um, now my wife on here, yeah, it was about two years ago. Um, I had a part in it. So, and I was justified in it and I was rising to, you know, lucrative career in it. Then God wiped the slime from my eyes and I had to repent of it. And it was just quite a disconcerting, discombobulating type of experience. The obvious became obvious. Like, wow. Oh my goodness. I can't believe it. Like we as American Christians, the blood is on our hands here. Literally the instrumentalities that have been put in place to oppress people and the blood that is in the soil that is crying out for justice to God is literally there, not just because we didn't do anything actively, but because we did actively support it. Not, not just because we stood by passively, but because we did actively support it. And it was a, it, it's an eye opening. It's an eye opening moment. Uh, it was crazy when the obvious became obvious, but we have that Deuteronomy 28, 28 madness, blindness, and confusion of heart type of judgment that is going on because of the covenantal violations that we participated in as American Christians over these years, all the way back through the times of the founding, the pre-founding with slavery, and all the different forms of human sacrifice. That judgment is upon us. And when you start to see, oh my goodness, how could we support, how could we support putting these politicians in place that give us these same judges that rule the same way and that co consolidate power in the pagan state and always oppress the least in society, like the babies and things like that. Uh, I mean, to the worst, most gruesome, horrific proportions, how, how, could, how could we continue on doing that if we say that we love God? Well, really, because we don't love God. We might have a fuzzy feeling towards what Christ has done for us on the cross, punched our ticket to heaven, but we don't love God enough to count the gospel as instructions for every single area of life, no matter what the cost are and demand justice now for the least of these who are represented by Jesus in that judgment that he pronounces in Matthew 25. Truly, truly, I say unto you, what you did not do for the least of these, you did not do directly unto me. And that's every single single baby that's been slaughtered that is every single sojourner that had their family ripped apart by our unjust immigration policies that is every single black father that is in uh, in Moloch state prison for 10 to 20 years for having a green plant in his possession all right or 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 getting that green plant to somebody else that is literally every form of human sacrifice that is on our hands. That is that is that is that, are, that is the blood of image bearers of God dripping from our hands. As American Christians, we are we are, we are participated. We have participated in these covenantal violations for over for over four hundred years, and God has blessed America greatly for those portions of covenantal obedience. But now. What we're looking at right now as the as the guillotine just is lifted uh, above the head of the ministry industrial complex in American society in general. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, Josh Black getting framed too. you know, the drug war. The, uh, yeah, it's so, so ridiculous. You know, um, as, as what we're looking at right now is we have literally assembled the very guillotine that is going to chop our heads off. 
We have actively participated in assembling it because when you are covenant, when you are, when you have this covenantal blindness, when you have this judgment of blindness, Deuteronomy 28, 28, madness, blindness, confusion of heart. What happens is your eyes are blind to the point where you're actually going to participate in your judgment. That's the way God is not mocked for this stuff. He loves image bearers and he is totally against the collectivist oppression that goes on in our society today. 100% the medical industrial complex, all of these things, all of these things that we have, the, uh, the unjust weights and measures of the, uh, of, of, uh, of our financial institutions. It is 100% crazy. And it is because that Christians are complicit in that, in this culture, that, that Christians cannot say, I love God, because if you love God, then you will do what his word says. And his word says you speak up for righteousness and you speak up for justice. And his word covers every single area of life. And if you do that, and if you have that heart of repentance, then maybe God will wipe the slime from your eyes and you'll be able to see and you'll be able to say something like, hey, you know, before we uh, before we confirm this lawyer to the Moloch state court, why don't we take a look at his judicial record first? You know, let's let's you know, we have the entire government. We've been doing this for a long time. You know, we've gotten crazy results. Why don't we take a look at his record and let's just see if this guy is a violator of the covenant of God, because if he is a violator of God's covenant, we're not going to want him there. All right. You know, regardless of the fact that the Moloch state Supreme court is completely not only unconstitutional in its original sense, but it's a completely unbiblical uh, institution as it currently stands. Regardless of that, if we have a chance to put somebody on it, if we can't demolish the thing and and take it back to local courts and where there's actual justice if we can't if we're going to have one guy if there's going to be one guy that's going to be responsible for a moral decision that's going to be binding on 350 million americans you would think we would want to take a look at his judicial record before we went ahead and we went ahead and just supported him blindly through these these attacks of the left right you know yeah confirm kavanaugh now he only wrote the patriot act and he only helped get obamacare through let's see look in conclusion let's see what else he did let's see let's look at the record of swampy brit all right check this out now and i'm going to make this a separate portion of the podcast uh i'm pretty sure this was not done uh by the religious leaders in the ministry industrial complex before they sent out their confirmed kavanaugh now and god bless america and the orange king is the boss uh sermons out you know or whatever so let's just take a look at this so in one of his early, and I got to give props to my man, Joshua Black, for, uh, uh, for putting this together for me. There's all, these are just a couple of cases. And what you'll notice in these cases that I'm going to read to you today in conclusion of X-Wing Pod 2, State of Confusion, which your boy Joe Salon, what I am going to, um, uh, uh, they, they, look, they, these, are, these are only a few of them that have been put together. They're, I mean, his record reads like a what's what of a mob boss pagan state dictums. But we're going to go ahead and read this in in closing, and we're going to cut this up and we'll make it a separate portion just so that uh, it won't get buried at the end of this long rant. And we can go ahead and share this with our favorite. You know, when you see a confirmed Kavanaugh now or yay, we got our, you know, our our latest lawyer in the black robe up there. Uh, We can share with them this this clip right here. So maybe we'll put some like clown music to the background, like, dun, 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 you know, or something like that, you know? Um, but we'll have it as a separate clip. 
So in one of his earliest opinions, and this is the uh, uh, record of uh, uh, Injustice Brett Kavanaugh, who we just had to have up there in the Moloch State Court, he'll be the guy. Uh, Jane Doe versus DC. I'm not going to read all the abbreviations. Thanks. Thank you once again for Joshua Black for putting this together for me. Judge Kavanaugh overruled U.S. District Judge Henry Kennedy's preliminary injunction and later summary judgment and pre, uh, permanent injunction and said, listen to this. Listen to this, said that even when a severely intellectually disabled person expresses that they do not want an unnecessary elective surgery, that the government still can impose that surgery against the wishes without violating constitutional or statutory rights. Dr. Mangala, this is a Nazi camp. That's a Nazi camp judge ruling right there. Wow. Congratulations, conservatives. That's one. Number one is that, uh, uh, you know, the least of these in society, oh, it's just an intellectually disabled person. You know, we should be able to do a surgery against them, against their wishes, right? Wow. All right. So U.S. versus Bullock, uh, uh, five, ten, oh, so on and so forth. US, in U.S. versus Bullock, Kavanaugh justified ordering a person out of his car, detaining him, searching his crotch uh, and under his pants by saying that the police had a reasonable suspicion that the car was stolen because the person could not produce registration and could not name the car's owner. Um, but the arrestee had given the car's owner's first name and his own driver's license, and the police had confirmed that the driver's license was clean and the car was never stolen or Mission or, mi or m never missing or stolen. So Kavanaugh confirms and justifies the police who basically just, you know, standing army, rip the dude out. You know, let me let me let me touch up on your on your package and everything like that. Let me violate you. Let me sexually abuse you. Let me threaten your life. You better do what I'm telling you to do for absolutely zero reason at all. And the police state uh, drone Kavanaugh basically just uh, justify the cop, justify the cop, justify the cop, you know, just like, you know, uh, let's write the Patriot Act. Who's the one that should write the warrants? So oh, the cops should write their own warrants, right? You know, bust in your door. Unbelievable, right? That should be enough, right? Would this be the guy that you would want to pick for the Moloch state court, for the, for the, for the Supreme Court of the United States of America, the greatest nation of all? Um, it, would this be the guy that you would say would overturn Roe v. Wade? Another one, U.S. versus Lanthorn, Kavanaugh allowed the exclusion of, get this now, allowed the exclusion of exculpatory testimony from a defendant's witness, an expert witness, upholding an eight-year, 97-month prison sentence. Other rulings in favor of long sentences. So did you, did you catch that? He, 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 he allowed the exclusion of excul exculpatory testimony. For somebody that is spending a decade in the prison camps, getting, you know, the government, you know, 300 bucks a day for that guy in, in the chattel slavery that we know is the prison industrial complex, exculpatory evidence is, uh, you know, now nah, we're not going to allow that. We're going to find some kind of red tape where we're going to say that that's just not, you know, uh, uh, it's not, uh, it, we, we didn't follow the right procedure, you see. Uh, that image bearer gets sacrificed to the good of the collective. Other rulings in favor of long sentences, which the Bible does. Nowhere in prisons are the people of God 
uh, supposed to use prisons as a form of punishment. Uh, we have an axe to the root out on reconstructionistradio.com. I believe it's the third axe to the root or the fourth one on the prison industrial complex. If you want a bi- you need a biblical perspective on prisons to begin with, to know what kind of stench this is lifting to the heavens, what this Brett Kavanaugh guy is doing to begin with. But not only is he in support of the prisons, he's in support of long, unjust sentences. All right. Uh, U.S. versus uh, Duval ruling against uh, retroactive correction of crack cocaine disparity. Uh, long sentences for crack cocaine are given uh, in, in uh, contradistinction to the short sentences uh, for regular cocaine because regular cocaine is a white man's drug and crack cocaine, uh, that is more in the black communities. So there it is right there. So long uh, crack sentences. U.S. versus Wright, which is a ruling against the defendant in this case, uh, so on and so forth. Just a bunch of, look, yeah, keeping people in jail for stuff that God just doesn't even consider criminal, uh, violating people's constitutional rights and then justifying it, uh, you know, taking exculpatory evidence and throwing it out the window. That's the guy. That's the guy. U.S. versus Knight, rejecting Speedy Trial Act and due process claims. Of course, the pagan state is right. You know, By way of contract, look, and, and you'll, you'll see, most of, these, uh, most of these sentences and stuff like that is skewed against minorities. By way of contrast, when we have a white-collar criminal, here's how Swampy Brett, uh, here's how Swampy Brett acts. Um, if you want to find, uh, find this info, we have uh, uh, Erica. Um, uh, we'll, we'll have that for you. We'll, we'll get that to you here uh, from, the, from the X-Wing. Uh, I'm, I'm reading this. I have the case numbers and everything right here. And uh, we'll go ahead and, uh, and get that to you so you can check it out. By contrast, a white-collar criminal, when Swampy Brett has a white-collar criminal that he's dealing with, uh, uh, this one, Carlos uh, Gustavo Gardellini, filed a false tax return and illegally used offshore accounts. Uh, the federal guidelines called for a 10- to 16-month prison sentence, but Judge Kavanaugh, uh, in this case, upheld no prison time sentence with five years of probation in Belgium. Uh, for this white uh, collar criminal and his wife and child, uh, none of the formal probation uh, conditions or restrictions. Uh, look, you know, um, I, I I don't have anything against using a uh, offshore accounts or tax returns any way you want to do it. Uh, but just the point is that when you're dealing with this kind of criminal, there's there's just you know the justice is see the law of God. It's 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 slanted to the least of these. It's slanted to the to the to the victim and society, the ones that are most easily victimized, that is who the law of God is slanted towards protecting first, right? Uh, Brett Kavanaugh is completely against that. He's completely opposite. He is for protecting the powerful first. And for those that, you know, couldn't afford to do anything in the ghetto, uh, but sell some crack or something like that, 25 year sentence, um, straight up. Okay, in the U.S. versus Settles, Judge Kavanaugh held that it was permissible for the district court to consider alleged conduct uh, for which the defendant was acquitted in calculating a criminal sentence using the factors in sentencing guidelines. Uh, Let's move on. Uh, In Omar versus McHugh, Judge Kavanaugh held that American citizens, listen to this one. In Omar versus McHugh, Judge Kavanaugh held that American citizens have no constitutional habeas corpus or due process rights to judicial review or whether they are likely to be tortured if they are transferred from the U.S. uh, to Iraqi custody. No 
<laughs> American citizens. You got that? This is not just this. This isn't this isn't just the brown people overseas that are coming to kill us. Right. American citizens now. Right. You know, because if you make a law, what you do to the foreigner, what you do to the sojourner, what you do to the least of these will be done unto you. I wonder where that's written. In 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 Harbury versus Hayden, Judge Kavanaugh ruled that the CIA employees who tortured and killed Guatemalans would not be held accountable in U.S. courts for their violation of U.S. law. You understand that? You understand that? Tortured and killed Guatemalans would not be held accountable in U.S. courts for their violation of U.S. law. So their blood cries out to the heavens and demands uh, justice against Kavanaugh for this unjust ruling, and we, American Christians, put him on the Supreme Court. Do you see the gravity of what's going on here? Madness, blindness, and confusion of heart. Last one, or let's do two more. He, he, he consistently ruled for, government in, in, uh, for the government in FOIA cases against government transparency. Consistently ruled against government transparency in the FOIA cases. I thought conservatives are supposed to care about that kind of stuff. Well, you know, the, the deep state, right? This guy is as deep state as they get. You don't get more deep state than Brett Kavanaugh. Uh, it's true. And last one, this, this, this one, let's just, say, let's just say the, you know, I don't know, pos- just the most disgusting one for last. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if you could weigh it out morally like that in that quick, quick of a time. This is all kind of, you kind of got to digest. If you're always going to rank them all, I don't know if this would be the worst one, but it's it's a doozy, okay? So um, uh, this guy, Brett Hundley, okay, a 41-year-old graduate of, of uh, Howard University School of Dentistry, was uh, studying for his boards, sitting in his car, unarmed, when a uh, 6'3", 204-pound off-duty officer in street clothes ordered him to get out, and in short order, he was shot and killed with a 9mm Glock. The uh, officer said that he uh, shot Brian because he moved his hand behind his back. But the jury specifically rejected that story in a special interrogatory verdict uh, and found for Brian's surviving loved ones. So the loved one is gone, uh, shot undo. She's just shot by a, uh, a lawlessness enforcement officer who feared for his life. You know, this whole thing about, uh, about due process, right? What about the due process for this guy, right? The officer feared for his life. He reached behind him. Bam. And, you know, he came up to his car for no, he got met a school in Howard, Howard University school of dentistry students studying for his boards while black. Um, and, Executed by this uh, lawlessness enforcement officer, executed, um, and the jury finds for the family, right? So the loved one's gone. The jury finds for the family. However, uh, Kavanaugh overrules the jury and found for the officer in the appeal. That's Kavanaugh overrules the jury and finds for the officer. So no, you can't get justice. Not only is is your loved one gone. But I'm sorry, this is the Moloch State Police State, and um, that's what happens here. So we're going to overrule that. The opinion describes the fact from the officer's point of view in Kavanaugh's overruling this. Despite the jury rejecting the officer's story and finding for the family. Brett Kavanaugh. The dishonorable Brett Kavanaugh. On the Supreme Court right now because we had to have him there.
It is what it is. You know, what's the solution? Well, at least, at least know what's coming. At least know what's coming. Besides for the judgment, at least know what's coming. All right, here's what you can expect. It's never going to be enough. Listen up now. It's never going to be enough. It, it, it ain't never enough. The time for justice will always be later. Even though we own the Supreme Court, we own the, the House of Representatives, we own the Senate, and we own the presidency, it's not enough to overturn Roe v. Wade. It'll never be enough to overturn Roe v. Wade. But it'll almost be enough to overturn Roe v. Wade. That's the way it's going to be. That is what you can count on right now. If, and, and, here's, and, and here's what else you can expect. If you just give them, if you just give the Republicans one more thing that they want, the time for justice will be almost, almost there. You know, shoot, we're almost there now. It is almost the time for justice with the Republican Party and American conservatives. Little do they know that justice is right around the corner and God is not mocked. This has been X-Wing pod number two, State of Confusion. Thank you uh, for joining your boy, Joe Salant. It's been great to be back with you. We have some awesome stuff going on at Reconstructionist Radio right now. I'd like to definitely take the time uh, to pump up uh, two podcasts uh, that have really been blessing a lot of people at Reconstructionist Radio that we've been putting out lately. One uh, is the new podcast uh, by Carrie Appling called Man at the Gate. And it is a fantastic uh, exposition of the application of biblical principles uh, to the political square. It is just just in-depth, perfect. He, he does a fabulous job helping people see with a biblical worldview. Uh, Man at the Gate. It's very, it's technical, but it's not too heavy. You will really, uh, you will really enjoy it. The last episode was on the drug war and the biblical perspective on the drug war. Great stuff by my man, Carrie Appling. And then also the females at the Monstrous Regiment. Man, they have been lighting it up. They've been lighting it up. This podcast is not just like one of those, you know, Christian female podcasts where we talk about like, you know, making a home nice and all this other kind of stuff. They attack every area. They go at it raw. They're just sharp on fire, on fire. Really, really sharp women that we have rocking that. Uh, my friends. And, and so those two podcasts, make sure that you have those in your podcast catcher. Uh, if you don't want the kind of typical patronizing female kind of podcast, like we're women and we do this too, like, you know, rock, uh, rock with the monstrous regiment and, uh, and man at the gate, make sure you make sure you get that in there too. Got a lot of stuff coming up for you on the X wing here. We're going to be taking a look at, at, uh, at several, several highly, controversial topics that are that are definitely going to draw uh <laughs> it's going to draw us some heat but we're gonna we're gonna get into those i'm i'm not gonna reveal them right now uh yet but uh i'd like to i'd like to thank you all for joining me uh tonight next week's episode uh is gonna make a lot of people angry um because it's gonna touch on uh, some of the favorite conservative idols that we've had uh, over the past, uh, you know, hundred years or so, and uh, it's going to call out some of the 
you know, most worship names in the conservative movement and things like that. But we got to get rid of this stuff. We got to clear this out. And so we'll have that announcement coming up this week. Uh, we also have some other uh, awesome hosts that are going to be joining us on the X-Wing 2 as well. And they're going to bring you the flames. So um, it ain't just going to be your boy Joe Salant or anything like that. Do make sure to check out and we will share it again. We have a theme song for the X-Wing. Uh, that was done. Uh, it, it, um, well, it's 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 my it's my song. It's it's a hip hop song, but the video was put together by Kate Robinson, and uh, I'm going to start sharing that around again. It's an X-wing theme song, and it's kind of just for the rebels in the cave. It's not it's not to like you know uh, make money on iTunes. It's to give us something to fight to. So we have that, and uh, we've kind of pre-released it a little bit, but we're going to be pumping that a little bit more. If anybody has a last-minute question for your boy, I'm about to dip out. We're going to snip out that little record of uh, Brett Kavanaugh section, uh, and we're going to snip that so that we can dump that on, you know, the dump that on people's Facebook feeds and things like that. And I just really appreciate uh, everybody taking the time on this wonderful Sunday night to join your boy, Joe Salant in the X wing cave. We're going to, the studio is almost done. So we're almost, we're going to be in the lab right now. I'm just chilling in the bedroom, but the studio is almost done. Uh, but that kind of stuff doesn't matter. God bless y'all. Uh, thank you for joining me tonight. Appreciate you. Thank you for joining us in the X wing cave until next time. Make sure you stay on the right side of that ethical judicial line. The Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network brings to you a complete lineup of podcasts where you will hear practical and tactical theology. Our desire is not simply that you consume our shows, but that you also live out your faith in every area of life. We can talk all day long about these things, but if we fail to put them into practice, then we fail as ambassadors of Jesus Christ, our King. Subscribe now to your favorite Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network shows. Or you can subscribe to the Reconstructionist Radio Master Feed, where all of the content we produce, including the audiobooks and audio articles, will pop up as soon as they are available. And don't forget to visit ReconstructionistRadio.com to volunteer as a narrator or to partner with this ministry financially. May the Holy Spirit stir you into action for Christ and His Kingdom.